You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. We have been firing up the grill and doing some experimenting. We've had some epic failures, but we've had some things turn out pretty good, too. Stay tuned. We got some tips and tricks for you on today's episode. Because if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to this edition of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And we have quite a few things that I want to get to today for this episode. I want to, we've had a lot of new listeners. I appreciate it so much. Uh, we've been, uh, of course, going out over the airways on not only the audio information network of Colorado, but also Minds Eye in the greater St. Louis area, Minds Eye Radio. We appreciate everyone tuning in and listening there as well. You know, we do three, basically three episodes a week. The Mondays and Fridays are where we, you know, I get on here and sometimes we'll have guests and we'll talk about food. We talk about the recipes, tips, tricks, and, and various things like that. On Wednesdays, and this is where I've had some feedback come in, and I really do appreciate it. Wednesdays, I do about a anywhere from an eight to fifteen minute, you know, right around the ten minute mark, I guess. Just a little short story, something you know about my upbringing, experiences that I've had as a child, and we'll get into some as as adults as well, and and just kind of the experiences that helped mold me kind of shape me and, and get me where I am today. And we've had a, a few, uh, Michael out in Florida has contacted me. Uh, I get contacted by some folks down in Texas as well. And, and they, you know, they just very encouraging with their words, very kind. I really do appreciate it. I, I know I'm not by any means, uh, the, the best at this whole podcasting thing, uh, but I like it. I enjoy it. And I'm doing it for fun, and I thought while I'm having fun with it, uh, maybe I could encourage some others and share some things that uh, I've learned over the years, and maybe it would be helpful for y'all as well. And so that's kind of what this has turned into, and and I really do appreciate all the feedback that I've been getting. A few more folks have written in since uh, last episode about their adventures with the Chuck Roast. And uh, I'm, you know, <laughs> folks are folks are jumping on board with that whole Chuck Roast cook, and apparently it's turning out great for everybody. I figured it would if you just give it a chance. And it's good. It's good stuff. But I, I, here's something I'd love to hear from you guys. And I'd like to know if there's anything, any food in your area that that your town, your city is known for. 
That's something I would really be curious about. And here's what got me thinking about it. You know, we've got the Gilkies who have been on the program, Gilkies Limited Adventure on YouTube, doing a great job uh, with, you know, some of their recipes and cooks and adventures that they're posting, which is all all well and good. Uh, but, you know, they've been doing this, uh, you know, each week, you know, a food for representing some kind of, you know, a certain state. Well, I, I got to thinking about it, you know, it, I know that barbecue has different regions, you know, depending on where you're coming from as to what kind of barbecue you might like or might be used to. Kansas City, you know, barbecue with their sweet sauce and things. You've got uh, you've got Georgia with their whole hogs. Alabama's got their white sauce. You've got the Carolinas with their their vinegar or mustard based, depending on if whether or not you're North or South Carolina. You've got your Memphis dry rub ribs, and you've got your Texas brisket, right? I, I, you know that that's everybody's got a favorite. It got something that they love, something they like. It's kind of like pizzas, right? You've got New York style pizza, Chicago style pizza. There's a St. Louis style pizza as well. Uh, you know, I think there's even a California style pizza. I know there's California rolls when it comes to sushi. You know, so there's all kinds of things like that, that that seem to be known for different things. And believe it or not, Springfield, Missouri, right here where I'm located, it is, it's known for a lot of things. Most people probably are familiar with, the, probably the biggest one would be Bass Pro. The Bass Pro shops who have now bought Cabela's, and so, you know, Bass Pro Cabela's are all one conglomerate, but but Bass Pro began right here in Springfield, Missouri. I live uh, just down the street from their headquarters, and the biggest Bass Pro, uh, you know, at least in the, I guess here in the U.S., uh, but it's it's their original, huge, big, bad boy uh, store, Bass Pro, uh, and uh, of course, everyone knows, you know, I mean, it's, it's all over. You know, most people are familiar with the Bass Pro stores. And of course, O'Reilly Auto Parts has its uh, headquarters and beginnings right here in Springfield, Missouri as well. Now for foodies, we've got Andy's Frozen Custard, which has been expanding throughout Tennessee and, uh, of course, Missouri, Oklahoma, down in Texas and uh, several other places as well. You can get an Andy's Frozen Custard. And if you're familiar in the St. Louis area with Ted Drew's, it's kind of equivalent to that. If I had my choice, I'd go with Ted Drew's out of St. Louis with the frozen custard. But Andy's is is hard to beat. You know, it it really is. And they're really spreading out and getting more and more stores. Um, And so, you know, you've got all of these, uh, these things that are coming out of Springfield. But as far as food is concerned. Springfield, Missouri is the home of cashew chicken. Now, some of you are going to know what cashew chicken is. Some of you are not going to know what cashew chicken is. It's pretty self-explanatory, right? You think, well, it's chicken with cashews. Well, there's a Chinese restaurant, Leon's, that uh, he is the founder, the inventor, right, creator of cashew chicken. And in Michelle and my travels that we have engaged in all over the U.S. and 
uh, you know, various places. It's not very common to find cashew chicken. It, it, it seems as though it's becoming more and more common, but coming from Springfield, that is that is something that if you if you travel through Springfield, Missouri, uh, you know, and you're you know you're one of those foodies. It's like, what is something specific to Springfield? Uh, you know, Leon's uh, Leon's Chinese restaurant is the the home of cashew chicken. And every place here, it's what's really cool is you look at the history and you look at all the Chinese restaurants here in Springfield. When this first started and everyone was wanting it, they were loving it, he was actually going. I mean, they've documented this. He would go to competitors' restaurants, other Chinese restaurants, and he showed them how to do it. You know, he wasn't, you know, holding everything to himself. He went and he showed others, you know, this is what I do. This is how you make it. And it, it you know, not only originated with him and his restaurant, but then just kind of grew out of Springfield and and you can find it in some Chinese places. Um, you know, I think there is one in Colorado that we went to in the, in Parker, Colorado, outside of Denver, that we found it. Uh, there was a place in Tennessee that we had found it, but not very many. Uh, so, you know, where you where you guys live? Shoot us an email info at blindgrilling.com. And let us know if there is a food that is, that is has its origins in your hometown. I'd love to hear about it. I really would. I think it'd be interesting to kind of share with folks, uh, you know, some of the some of the things that we experience and and uh, the different cultures. I guess in one way. I mean, you you wouldn't think that a Chinese dish uh, originated of all places, Springfield, Missouri. Uh, so I, you know, that's, that's kind of interesting, uh, for sure. Uh, and, and there's probably some other things that, uh, you know, have, have come out of here. I know there are different, different corporations and businesses and things that originated here in Springfield, prime trucking and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, when it comes to food, um, you know, we've got the, the Andes frozen custard, but we've got cashew chicken. It's, it's, and it's really not my favorite, to be honest with you. I would just as soon have a, a, a General's chicken, uh, especially from one of my favorite little places here in Springfield called Jade East. And, uh, you know, that, that's where I go for my favorite uh, General's chicken. Uh, and, and their crab rangoons are out of this world, just absolute best crab rangoons I've ever had. But uh, there's lots of good places here. I mean, Springfield is really known for their restaurant scene. And for for several years, while it's, it's been a while, per capita, there were several years in a row where Springfield had more restaurants per capita than any other city in the U.S. And I think uh, it got overtaken by maybe Paducah, Kentucky at one point. I don't know who has it now. But, uh, you know, Springfield was definitely on the list. I think right now we're swallowed up by Walmarts and uh, all the little Walmart neighborhood markets and and all of those little things. Everywhere you turn, it seems like there's one of those. But we still have a ton of restaurants. Uh, And so the food scene is going strong, no doubt about it. 
And uh, one of our uh, our daughter's friends just moved back to Springfield to go to culinary school uh, here at a local um, uh, college here in Springfield, OTC, and she's going to their culinary program, which is gaining more and more notoriety as well. And so, so Springfield's a cool place. You know, of course, we're close to Branson. Uh, you know, so a lot of folks know about Branson down in southwest Missouri. But it, it is interesting because out of all the places in Missouri, you, you've got the Arch in St. Louis, you've, and really nothing in Kansas City. <laughs> I used to live up there. I'm not a fan of Kansas City. I mean, you got the Chiefs and the Royals and all that, you know, sporting stuff. Uh, Truman Library and things like that up in Independence, Missouri. But, you know, Branson, Missouri, you've got all the lakes. And of all the things that Missouri has, But what's interesting is that the Bass Pro here in Springfield for several years has been the number one tourist attraction in the state of Missouri, <laughs> beating out everything else. So just kind of shows you what kind of pool it has to draw in so many people. Of course, now they've got the Wonder Wildlife Museum uh, where you can uh, you know, check out all the different uh, huge tanks, you know, freshwater, saltwater. They've got penguins. I think they've even got a cage you can pay to get in and and they'll lower you down with some little bitty sharks that they've got swimming in this big pool and so uh it, it there's a lot of really cool stuff and uh, and of course if if you have any reason to come and visit Springfield get with me shoot me an email info at blindgrilling.com maybe we can get together and go to lunch we can visit a little bit I'm not a you know I wouldn't be opposed to that and uh I would love to hear from you guys especially if you end up traveling down this way. With all that said, right, we've got the we we've 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 got kind of what Springfield is known for as far as the food is concerned. Again, info at blindgrilling.com. We'd love to hear what you guys have uh you know, what cities you guys live in and what you're known for as far as food is concerned. But I want to get into some of the failures <laughs> this week. Oh man. Um uh, you know, sometimes I, I I've recorded podcasts that never, you know, are are never published, and and that's happened a couple times over the past few weeks. But uh, I, I definitely want to talk about surviving grill season. You know, I, I've I, there are several folks that I know that are uh, had some pretty bad experiences, some poor experiences, having some difficulty. Um, but you know, few and far between as far as that goes in their experiences, they usually have really good experiences, but I've had some, a couple of really bad ones here lately because I've been trying to do some, some things that, you know, trial and error. I, I am not classically trained or anything of close to that by any means. Uh, I can hold my own in the kitchen at the grill. I think, you know, I mean, I've got, I, I've got trophies. I've got some competition wins and, um, you know, people's, you know, taster's choice kind of thing. I've, I've, I've won several things. You know, I, I know what I'm doing a little bit here, you, you know, uh, but that doesn't mean I get everything right. <laughs> Not by a long shot. And this week I've, I've proven that to myself. 
again and again. And so a few, when I first started the Wednesday episodes about my story, I think I started with the uh, Korean roll-ups where growing up I had some uh, dry seaweed with kimchi and rice and we'd roll it up and, and that would be kind of a snack or in my lunchbox for school and things. Well, I actually heard a, a podcast where a lady was talking about using rice paper and they call them Vietnamese street pizzas. And I thought that would be, that's interesting. I, I'd, love, I'd love to try that. And, and so for those who don't know, rice paper is used for rolling spring rolls usually. But something fairly common in, in, uh, in, in Vietnam are these street vendors that make these little street pizzas, which are rice paper that they grill over charcoal grills to create like a pizza crust. And then they top it with whether it's pork belly clams or whatever it is, right? Whatever they, they end up topping it with. I thought, you know, I got some ideas. I think that'd be interesting. I'd like to try that. And so I got the rice paper. And it's really brittle. You got to be really careful. And so I jumped on YouTube and I checked out a few videos. And I just so happened to come across a video of a, a guy on YouTube saying that if you're going to use rice paper that you buy in the U.S., you need to double it up. And they're usually using egg wash um, you know, when they get on the grill, they're using egg wash. Um, some are dipping it in water. And, and so I'm trying all of this. I've got my big green egg fired up. I'm doing a direct cook directly over the coals. And it, it didn't go well, guys. <laughs> it did not go well at all. I mean, I don't know if I'm undercooking it, if I'm overcooking it, because I've never had one done right. I've never messed with rice paper. I've never made spring rolls. Right. I mean, I've had some regular egg roll wrappers and, and things. And, and we've in fact, that was something I've been doing and helping a guy out with over the past few weeks as well. We've been doing some uh, brisket and pimento cheese egg rolls, which are amazing. But, you know, that kind of got me thinking about the rice paper as well. So I got to try this. I got I got to get this right. So if anyone out there has a few tips for me, let me know. Um, I, you know, got the the paper wet i don't know if i need to get more you know, like submerge it you know maybe maybe that's part of my problem i, I didn't do that i just kind of you know drizzled water all over it it was it was water it was all wet but i didn't just you know dip it in water uh, and when i cooked it you know it it a little bit rubbery kind of texture when i was trying to grill it maybe i wasn't grilling it hot enough I may try it on the flat top, but again, um, I, I you know I, I went through a package of rice paper just about, <laughs> and and finally it was like man it's like it's like I'm close but I'm missing something, and I don't know what it is. I, I just don't know what it is. So, uh, so I've abandoned that for now until I can kind of regroup. And and get back out there and and try again. And I was hoping maybe somebody a listener would have some information on how to do the spring roll on the grill. Uh, not the spring roll, but the use the rice paper on 
the grill. I would really appreciate some info on that. Info at blindgrilling.com. Shoot me an email and let me know. Um, you know, uh, and, and some other cooks. I, I'm, you know, I've been trying to do some other things. There is something called pig shots that were really popular with the barbecue community on YouTube and and barbecue competitions where they were taking these uh, uh, these like kielbasas or sausages and you slice them and so you get these little medallions and you wrap bacon around it and that basically creates in essence like a shot glass so you've got your bottom of your of your so-called glass would be your um, your sausage your that you've sliced your kielbasa and then you've wrapped that with bacon and then you fill it with uh, some type of of cheese and you you grill it and folks have done really well i've had several of them i've done some they've turned out great and that's all well and good but i've been experimenting with something else lately now these turned out better and i'm definitely on the right track and if you love seafood, I think you're really going to like this because, you know, this is the flavor profile that I was going for. I nailed it. I really did nail it. Here's my problem is I'm using scallops, a crab dip, and bacon. And the problem that I run, I'm trying to trying to get past and work through is getting my bacon shaped because I, I can't cook the bacon and scallops together because scallops, you know, you're talking a minute to a minute and a half each side and they're done. And that's searing them, right? That's that's blazing hot grill or skillet or you know, however you're gonna, you know, you're gonna sear your scallops. That's all you do. I mean, scallops, you, you get them seasoned up, you get them out of the package. You know, once they're thawed, you pat them dry. You know, I, I usually hit them with a little bit of duck fat and then put a little bit of seasoning on them. And and then I sear them off minute and a half the first side, minute to minute and a half the second side, depending on how thick they are. If they're bay uh, scallops, maybe a little less. If they're sea scallops, you know, um, that, that's about right for them. And... The problem is, you know, bacon takes a lot longer than that to cook. And so I'm trying to get my bacon to where it, it can create that kind of glass. And, and I, you know, I'm thinking about making and calling these beach bites. So you would have the scallop would be the bottom, the base. Your bacon would be wrapped around that and then fill it with your crab dip. And that would be your, you know, kind of your appetizer or whatever. And so... I, I played around with trying to get the bacon that shape and cooking the bacon, but it, it really wasn't holding up. And it maybe I had thicker cut or thicker sliced bacon. Maybe if I used a thin sliced bacon, it, that might help as well. Or if I had something to wrap it around that's about the same diameter as the scallops. And then I can sear it off and kind of build it, you know, put it together after it's cooked. So that that's I'm working on that. Like I said, the flavors I have, I've nailed that. I've I put them together today. I had bacon, I had the scallop, I had the uh, the crab dip. Oh man, it was good. That turned out awesome. Uh, you know, I can try it with shrimp. I'm, I may do something with shrimp with that as well. 
but again, when you're do, dealing with bacon, because bacon takes a little bit longer to cook, um, and trying to get that shape, that, that yeah, you know, I, I haven't nailed the presentation yet. And so I'm still working on that, still working on the presentation. Uh, so, so that, that would be interesting, you know, so if you guys have some ideas on that, let me know, you know, again, this, this is one of those things I'm just kind of putting out there some of the things I've been doing. And, um, I, you know, you guys, you know, we, we've really been building the community and I really appreciate folks who have been joining the blind grilling experience, Facebook group. And, you know, that, that has been awesome. People have been making some comments, asking some questions, and I, you know, it's it's really good to see that interaction taking place, to be a part of that as we build this community. is It's great. I'm gl- I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. And so, uh, hopefully, you know, you maybe you guys will have some ideas. You know, throw them out there. You know, good or bad. I mean, I I can throw ideas out there all day. You know, and uh, it's like you know, run it up the flagpole and see who salutes. We'll see. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, or like they say with pasta, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks, right? <laughs> so, uh, so shoot us an idea. Let us, you know, let us know if you've if you've got the solution for us, or at least something we can try, because we're all about trying stuff. Uh, and I'm trying to remember if I've mentioned this before as well. Something I had a little bit more luck at is using some tortilla shells as a pizza crust and making some Mexican pizza with the tortilla shells, that has turned out awesome. That was not an epic failure. That was the thumbs up. That was that was really good. I'm still working on perfecting my flavors that I want to put together on that. And then I'm gonna play with some other flavors that, you know, we'll see how they go with the tortilla shells. But um, you know, again, that's one of those things where uh, they, they, they cook pretty fast. Uh, so you, you gotta be real careful and, and pretty quick with getting everything on there. Uh, but I will tell you this, one of the experimentations that I've been doing has been with a, a Thai chili sauce and, uh, some grilled chicken, some shrimp, uh, and those scallops. So, uh, we'll see where that goes if it goes anywhere. Uh, but definitely the, you know, uh, putting some Mexican flavors together, on those tortillas and uh, having those as uh, kind of like a, a street pizza has has been pretty good. That's been going that's been going pretty well. Kickashbasket.com for all your grilling accessory needs. Go to kickashbasket.com and check out their charcoal basket management system for better airflow and fire management, as well as their kick ash can for easy cleanup and getting rid of all those ashes. You want to control and manage your charcoal and have easy cleanup? Go to kickashbasket.com and tell them Blind Grilling sent you. So another thing I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to give a tip this week, uh, because we've had some recipes that we've been sharing, and I I know football season is about to start, right? So American football is about to be ramped up and really get going. There's going to be, and we're going to share a lot of tailgate recipes, a lot of appetizers type food, uh, finger foods and things like that coming up in the very near future. 
But I know a lot of folks like to make cakes as well. And I wanted to give you a tip to help step up your cake game, right? Because a lot of times we're buying box cake mixes, which is fine. That's, that's all well and good. Not everybody is going to have the patience or the time or sometimes the skill for a homemade cake mix, right, from scratch. But I wanted to share with you a tip that I have found will just about transform that box cake mix into indistinguishable between a box cake mix and a homemade from scratch cake mix or cake uh, recipe. And there's two things that it requires that you do. You're going to substitute two things, but it's a one for one ratio. And first of all, when when your cake box recipe calls for water, you're going to use milk. If it calls for half a cup of water, use half a cup of milk. If it calls for one cup of water, use one cup of milk. Whatever it calls for in water, instead of water, you're going to substitute that out and you're going to use milk. The next thing is if it calls for oil. When it calls for oil, I want you to use butter instead. So if it calls for two tablespoons of oil, use two tablespoons of unsalted butter instead. Uh, Softened butter. All right, so instead of oil, one-to-one ratio, you switch it out for softened butter. And and the real butter, right? I mean, margarine is just oil anyway, so that that would be pointless. But if you'll switch out your water for milk and your oil for butter, mm, mm, man, you you won't be sorry. It 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 will transform that box cake mix into a delicious, delectable delight. You will love it. You will absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, I would love to hear from you guys if you try it. Let me know what you think. Again, info at blindgrilling.com is the email address. Uh, And that's some of the, you know, that's one of the tips that I wanted to share with you. We're going to be sharing some more tips as we go about uh, over the next few weeks because I want to jump in. We've been doing some, uh, you know, messing around a little bit more with the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we've got some guests lined up. You know, they're 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 kind of hard to get sometimes. So uh, it's going to be a few weeks out for some of the guests that we've got. But um, you know, we we talked about the all terrain cane, and we're going to talk more about that. And got an update on the tips. You can switch out those tips with the slip on Ambutech. I actually talked to Dave from A Werewolf Gear, uh, the creator of the all terrain cane who watched the uh, review that I did on YouTube. And uh, he, he let me know that, yes, you can get some slip-on tips and put on there. So I wanted to pass that info along to folks also uh, in case you watched that video and you're looking for a new cane. That would definitely help lighten it up just a little bit. But uh, I also think there's some things coming down the road. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We, uh, we're hopeful, hoping we can get him on the podcast in a few weeks to uh, maybe – uh, share some juicy details, and uh, who knows, maybe he can share with us uh, one of his favorite recipes that he throws on the grill every once in a while also. 
Again, folks, check out the website, blindgrilling.com. We are excited to be continuing to add and grow uh, that website. And, of course, the community on Facebook, Blind Grilling Experience, uh, and, uh, and, and share out the podcast. If you have an opportunity to rate the podcast on your podcast app, please give us a thumbs up. Give us a quick review. We love hearing from you guys, uh, and we appreciate you sharing it out to all your friends and letting them know about it as well. We've got a few more Wednesday episodes. We might take a break on the Wednesday stories. We'll see um, you know, how we keep that going. Uh, but it wouldn't be a very long break. We would get back to it. But we're, uh, of course, here on Mondays and Wednesdays sharing recipes, tip tricks, and uh, you know techniques for various cooking experiences that you might have. I also want to do a review on our oven that we got uh, because that is something, I, I'm telling you, man, when you get rid of technology, you might think I'm going backwards. You might think, oh man, you know what? What is? What are we? Go, what are we doing? You know, we should be moving forward with technology. And I, I got rid of the touch screens. I got rid of all the digital stuff when it comes to uh, our oven and stove. And oh man, so much better, so much easier. You know, it's just I am I am loving it. I am not experiencing the frustrations at all when it comes to those those touch screens and bump dots being moved around and sliding and and touching something you don't mean to touch and and all of that so uh so hopefully we'll get a review going pretty soon on that uh, we've been using that oven quite a bit over the past few months so i'm excited about that as well friends and family gather all right folks thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the blind grilling experience remember to shoot us an email info at blindgrilling.com let us know what food your area your city your region your state whatever it is whatever it's known for let us know what your favorite food is you got some tips and tricks you want to share with the rest of our audience let us know about that in an email as well until next time folks remember if you're looking you ain't cooking don't worry what you gotta do cause if you're looking you ain't cooking fire up the barbecue fire up the barbecue